What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Screen Looker Podcast. I'm the host, Martin Ben, and with me today, I have the lovely Rebecca Valentine and the macho man, Eric Chrisman himself. How y'all doing today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't, the, the, do you even know who Macho Man Randy Savage is, Reb? I, I think I've heard Daniel say those words in that particular series <laughs> you, uh, before. Do you remember? In that order. Like 1990 Slim Jim commercials. Wait a minute. He's not the guy who tore the head off that cat, is he? Wait, no, no. No. Randy Savage is dead for yeah, one thing. He's, he's been dead for several oh, years. Oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> not at all. He is. <laughs> no, um, he. You might. Did you ever see the very first Spider-Man movie? The the. Uh, is he, it the one where he, he's he would have been bone saw the wrestler? Him? No. Yes. Okay. It Wait. Is yes. One. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's yeah. the only Spider-Man the, movie the, I've ever the seen. The one where the one where uh he's in a wrestling ring in a bad costume and he's got this huge buff guy he's trying to wrestle. Ah, uh, that sounds like, like something that I saw once, maybe. <laughs> I literally the only thing I remember about that movie is that he's upside down and she kisses him, and also mm-hmm. something was on fire at one point. I so. mean, that is the same movie. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got for you. I don't like superhero movies. It's all good. It's I mean, that's good. fine. I just you know everybody saw that movie when it came out, so I figure you might remember that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh man. Well, if you don't remember superhero movies, do you remember what you played this week? I do. I've played two games this week. All right. What 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 we got going on this week, Rebecca? So just despite my uh, insistence that I wasn't going to review anything for a while, um, they announced Severed on Nintendo Switch. And I had had my eye on that game for a long time. It got a whole bunch of awards last year. It came out on mobile. I think it might be on Vita. I don't remember. Um, but it's like really incredible mobile game. Um, and I've just, I've been looking at it for a while and it came out on switch. And so I picked that up for a review. Um, and I haven't written my review yet, so I don't want to get too deep into this. Basically Severed's an awesome game. And if you missed it on all the other platforms last year, definitely pick it up for something. I'm not sure if you should pick it up for Nintendo switch. And the only reason why I say that is because even though like the Nintendo switch is a good platform for that kind of game, um, so Severed's a game where you play as this woman who um, comes back to find to her house to find it in ruins and her parents are missing. Um, and she gets this really badass sword with an eye in it and she's missing her arm and she's got to go around and uh, slash up a bunch, a bunch of monsters and try to find her family. Um, but you actually physically like slash them um, by touching the touchscreen and there's different types of slashes you can do in different areas. It's like, it's hard to explain, but it's very technically impressive in terms of the differences in the monsters between where their weak points are and how you need to fight them. Um, But all that aside, the Nintendo Switch, in order to play the game, you want to have your left hand on the controller because you do need to use the analog stick um, to turn and move around. Um, And you want to have your right hand freed up to um, actually slash the monsters. You can actually switch it if you're left-handed, but I'm right-handed. But the problem is the Nintendo Switch is a heavy enough console that after, like, you know, 30 minutes of playing or so, like, my one-handed hold on the console, my wrists and hand are starting to hurt. <laughs> um, so that's, like, honestly, that's the only drawback, though, because Severed is a really, really good game. Um, it's gorgeous art style, really fun to play. Um, just, just great game. Too short. Wish there was more. And then the other thing that I'm trying to play that I haven't played much of is No Man's Sky came out with the Atlas update. <sighs> 
<laughs> I haven't touched it since I reviewed it last year, so I thought, well, I feel as though I need to revisit this um, mm-hmm. to, you know, write. I don't know if I'd write a review about it, but to write something about it. And I played like for two hours yesterday. I'm just like, do I have to? <laughs> it. I really like. How do I phrase this? I need to play more. There is a dedicated fan base to this game that loves it and loves this update. And they've been playing this whole time and they're going to find a lot of joy in these things. But I I haven't played it for a year and so I started a new game. And it just, like, it just can't hook me again. Like, I'm already done and over the thing where I spend, you know, 10 minutes running across a planet with, like, just nothing there. And But, I mean, that's, like... I don't know if that's a knock against Hello Games or if that's just like the nature of the game. Like when you make giant planets like that in this huge space, I mean, there's going to be these, most of the game is going to be these huge stretches where there's just nothing. And to their credit, they've made a lot of things easier. Like I've noticed some of the changes they've made in the last year. They've added places where you can summon your ship to you so you don't have to run all the way back if you've been traveling for 30 minutes. Um, They've added missions and these different types of quests. There seems to be a little more story going on. But none of this, as good as this is, it doesn't change the fact that if you're not okay with running for 10, 15 minutes across a planet and seeing nothing new just to get to a new spot, then you're not going to like this game. Yeah, it's, um, to me, it's rather interesting, the No Man's Sky thing um, in general, just because I think about... Um, other games that have just sort of, you know, updated themselves to add more things over time and whatnot. And even looking at something like, uh, like I started thinking when you said like big open spaces that take forever to pass through, like I started thinking about how big of a game Grand Theft Auto V is um, or like The Witcher is because I feel that way about their like one realm that you're in or that that you can drive through cuz like if you drive around the entire map of GTA like driving top speed fastest car that they give you it still takes over 30 minutes to get all the way around the map using the main highway in the game uh and I remember like towards the end of playing it it was kind of like okay I mean I guess I'll get back I'll get back in the car and I'll start walking <laughs> or, or driving to the destination or running into the middle of this area. Um, but that's part of the reason why I don't play like the online multiplayer in that. It's like I already beat the game. There's not really anything else that'll make me want to go back, even with the four years or however many years of updates that they've put in. And I kind of think it's the same thing here, except obviously there's no... Uh, there's obviously no love lost for many people with No Man's Sky. <laughs> as yeah, and I'm trying to, like I'm trying to articulate what it is about No Man's Sky that bothers me, and I really do think it's just the the amount of time where there's nothing. So Breath of the Wild, you are spending a lot of time running around. Like, there are there are a lot of empty spaces in Breath of the Wild, but I think the idea is you're standing somewhere and you see something, like you can see it. It's within your reach that you want to get to. And so you can run to it and there's like kind of this excitement building as you climb over the crest of a mountain or you descend into a valley because the thing that you want and the thing you're trying to get to is right there. And it's like, it's obtainable. 
But in No Man's Sky, whether you're flying through the galaxy or whether you're running across the surface of the planet or whatever, maybe in the late game it gets better because it seems like they've added some fast travel stuff into the late game. Like they, It looks like they've added some bases and things like that. Um, but at least in the early game, um, everything is just so consistently far away. Anything that you might want, whether that's like a mineral or uh, a place with like some sort of alien life form in it, like everything is just so insanely far away that you're either like running for 20 minutes or you're sitting there racking your brains trying to figure out, okay, is it worth it to walk this or is it worth it to get back in my spaceship and use fuel to get over there? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I compare I compare it to Breath of the Wild just specifically because it's a game where there's stuff that's out of reach and you spend a lot of time running around between points. Yeah, I, I it's a very interesting thing. I want to play No Man's Sky and eventually I'll get there. Um, by the time It is great time, for <laughs> You will take a lot of pretty screenshots. I man, I am a lover of screenshots these days. Um <laughs> I've been looking at the No Man's Sky screenshots and I'm like, "Oh god." I don't know, guys. It might they might pull me in just with these? <laughs> um, but yeah, Eric, do you have any interest in No Man's Sky at all after their latest uh, update? I I mean, I'm interested, but I've got so many things on my backlog and plate right now. Like I couldn't see getting into it anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the same thing for me. It's like, like as much as I'm tempted. It's <laughs> too much. Yeah, there, there's on. a bunch of things I want to get now that I'm holding off on. That is, <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm like, there's, there's no, I'm not gonna play it anytime soon, so I might as well wait. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sitting here thinking about this as I'm playing. Uh, so I'm playing um, Agents of Mayhem. Uh, I can't give too many impressions or anything on it. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, I played the first five hours, um, and I've played a little bit beyond that, but. I mean, the first five hours of gameplay is what the game is. Like, it's not going to really be anything beyond that. You go around, you fight some things, you shoot them, you have some stylish effects that happen. They have some animated cutscenes for each character. It's pretty interesting. I mean, I don't really know how far it's going to go as any kind of thing. Like, the way they built it is for you to play with other people online. So I guess that may hold people in a bit more. But... um I don't know. I think I'd be more interested in this as a TV show than as a video game. Because um, right now, everything that is like good and fun takes a minute to get to because it's the same problem as No Man's Sky. Like It's like this thing on the map is a thousand miles or a thousand meters away. So then I got to drive over to that side. Then the next thing I got to do is drive over to the next thing. And I don't know. Um I immediately thought that I am reaching video game fatigue land because I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to drive over there. Can I fast travel? Can I, can, can I skip this in any kind of way to skip past the driving part? To get yeah, there? yeah, it's, I feel the same way about like No Man's Sky. Sorry about that. Well. Like I want to get to the thing. Like the whole, I'm here because of the thing that's over there that I'm trying to get to. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't really want to spend all my time translating back and forth between these points that I'm trying to reach to. Um, there's a, there, there's a, sh a short window where I'm willing to do that. Like, if, if the journey is interesting and pretty enough, and it's short enough, I'm willing to do it for a brief period of time. Yeah, it's... um. 
I don't. I think I just reached that point with games where it's a lot of times where I'm like, look, man, I, I really don't feel like playing your huge open world for like 50 hours to get through everything. I just want to op- turn the game on, immediately do something, finish it, and then turn it off. Uh, and that's not really. <laughs> that's not. I can't say that that's what Ages of Mayhem is. E- their missions are all like 10, 15 minutes long. Um, and then you have a lot of driving in between that that make them like 30 minutes. So um, <clears throat> it is interesting, though. But uh, Eric, what you been playing, man? Um, mostly more Disgaea 5 on my Switch when I have time. Um, I do have Sonic Mania on the PS4 for review. Can't really talk about it, unfortunately. So just look for the review on Tuesday. Nice, nice. Um <clears throat> So yeah, I uh so we've been gone for a couple weeks and a lot <laughs> a lot happened in the time that I was out for a wedding. Uh I didn't mean to miss last week, but there was just no way I could do it on the uh hotel Wi-Fi, especially since I was dealing with the Marriott. Let me tell y'all something. Probably never staring at a Marriott again. <laughs> I just after that, I, I had to fight with them. They were trying to charge me for stuff I wasn't even doing. It's, oh my god, it's terrible. Um, and then my sister went and stayed at a nicer Marriott while I was at the one that made me upset. Now, whole weekend, <laughs> terrible. But uh, came back, and one of the things that I uh, watched this week was uh. The art behind NBA 2K18 featuring stretch marks. Uh, okay, so can you like explain this to me? Because I, I mean, I'm not into NBA 2K anything. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so, you, like, you have to get through this. Like, I know what I think stretch marks are, and <laughs> I don't want to see those on me or anyone. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever. Power to you, but not. You know what I mean? Well, it's. <laughs> It's a weird I that's what I was thinking. I was like, who in the world was like, man, you know it was really missing from NBA 2K's <laughs> <laughs> stretch marks on their body. Man, that's what I've been looking for. Is this like a thing that happens to athletes? I, I don't know. Well, it's just like the stretch marks because like as you age and you get older and you work out and like you like get really muscular, like you stretch your body out. And if you ever lose that muscle mass, you leave have the leftover stretch marks. So, you know, for even for younger players, like none of these guys are old, but like you look at a guy like LeBron, who's in his like who's 30 plus now. um, Is LeBron? Yes, he's 30 plus now. Uh, And you can just see the stretch marks from like from his working out and fluctuations in weight. So. Like, you can see the stretch marks in the shoulder area. Like, you're not going to see it anywhere else, but it's just in the shoulders. Or, like, you'll see calluses from, like, the scars and stuff on their elbows. Like, you can see the fade of the tattoos now. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, okay, first of all, who creates a player and then wants to see the tattoo fade? Like, I'm pretty sure the whole point of getting a tattoo is so that the tattoo stays there in a video game. But whatever. Okay. Uh, and then I don't know. It was a weird video because I was just kind of like, yeah, guys, um, the other series is talking about like adding the WNBA in. And you're telling me, man, we spent all of our time getting the stretch marks right. Oh, <laughs> like, there it is. OK, 
Like it's it's a weird like they needed to put something out this week because NBA Live 18 has their demo. They had everything about the WNBA come out. They added first take in there. Um, they so just, we've got one. Se- we've got, so we've got one series adding the WNBA, and we've got one series adding stretch marks, and it's the contrast that's the concern. It's not a concern. It's just weird. Like <laughs> this is what you guys chose to spend all your time on during this uh, during this break. Like every year they remodel everything, or every couple of years they remodel everything in the way that they make the bodies and all that. But it's always weird when Two K like starts talking about like what they really focused on because it's like oh yeah we made sure to get the beards just right and it's like all right uh, man <laughs> can you it's not really what anybody's like that focused on for the game it looks photorealistic but <clears throat> stretch marks is is not a selling point <laughs> uh <laughs> i'm sure it'll be a bullet point on the back of the box <laughs> <laughs> now featuring stretch marks um <laughs> so uh the other thing that I saw was um <clears throat> Assassin's Creed Origins is going continuing its onslaught of 3 months of pre pre uh pre alpha footage that it's showing off. So it showed off some more pre alpha. Boy, do I love pre alpha. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's that video where everything looks like it's or it says in the top or bottom right corner working in progress or in work yeah. progress whatever. Um, so, you know, this was, uh, rather interesting because essentially if you ever played an Assassin's Creed game, they've all had the same combat for like 10 years. Uh, this one's supposed to change that now though. So like, instead of you fighting a person and then immediately them like squaring up against you, no matter like how far away or whatever, until you run out of the little cone, now it's going to be a matter of like, somebody sees you they can engage you you can just run around freely um more or less <clears throat> so they essentially rewrote all of that code it was pretty interesting i don't there's not really anything else i want to say i just saw that and thought hey you know maybe maybe that'll win I'm, me over a you know bit. i'm still skeptical i'm still so i i like i don't know <laughs> I'm just like done with Assassin's Creed. I was done with Assassin's Creed a while ago, and then I kept pretending I was going to give it another chance, and it just never delivered. So I'm really done with Assassin's Creed. Really, really. I really tried with two and four, and neither of them. And four is, you know, supposedly the best one, and neither of them really hooked me. Two? You didn't like Assassin's Creed two? No, I didn't like one or two all that much. You just don't like Assassin's Creed. I think, yeah, I think it's just you know. Not a big. F- I've never been a huge fan of like stealth gameplay, where if you have to fight, you're basically screwed. And which those games seem to be. <laughs> See, um, I like. Well, I liked uh, Assassin's Creed One and Two and Brotherhood and uh, whatever the other one was that was with Brotherhood and Two about Ezio because Ezio is a hunk. Um, but. I yeah three just killed it for me and I I tried to like four and four was a nice pirate game but no I mean that's like everybody's opinion about Assassin's Creed I'm just like amazed we're still getting excited about this I'm not sure people are to be completely honest like no I think there's you know we got that very vocal contingent on the internet that isn't into it but the uh anymore but they still sell tons of copies so yeah, you know, which which considering the kind of lukewarm reception to the first one is it's still kind of amazing to me because the first one was not that well received and then they're like well well we're gonna make a second one anyways and you're gonna like it and that seemed to be the consensus. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of a too big to fail kind of premise they have going on there. Yeah, that's they have true. so many teams that contribute to Assassin's Creed. Like it would have to be an astronomical failure for them to like completely give up on it. Um, and the last ones weren't that. They just weren't the large successes the previous ones had been. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see what Assassin's Creed Origins ends up being. The more I see of it, the more it looks like exactly what I was talking about with Agents of Mayhem, No Man's Sky, Grand Theft Auto. It's just a lot of commuting between places to do things and then commuting to the next place, which without like any kind of intriguing story is probably not going to keep me interested in that game very much. So I don't know. I was never a person who played Assassin's Creed when they um, first released anyway. So this will be an interesting thing for me, you know, next year when I get it for like 20 bucks. Uh, (laughs) uh, So let's do some uh, quick hits for the news. We got, uh, Battlefield 1 is going to EA and Origin Access. Um, I don't think any of us here are huge World War first-person shooter type games, are we? No. Nah, kind of checked out after Call of Duty 2. (laughs) Then uh, what may be more in alignment is Star Wars Battlefront 2 mode Starfighter Assault will be shown off at Gamescom. So this is the uh, um, the mode that you didn't play uh, at at E3, Rebecca. This would be the one where you're actually flying in space and shooting things and hitting people with the with the red lasers and the green yeah, lasers and that all of that. Cool. Uh, pew pew. <laughs> all of the pew pews. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be at Gamescom. I think it'll be interesting. That'll be. I think that'll be the first time they've actually shown full gameplay off of that alas um, i will not be at gamescom alas you know you just got to pitch on uh making that germany trip you know <laughs> uh, i need a passport first oh fun investments um pubg first person expands to all modes so last week uh pubg uh, brought out the first person mode um and our Lovely PUBG enthusiast Daniel George checked it out. Did you just call him lovely? That's great. Yes, yes, I did. Because we're all lovely people in the end. Well, some of us. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then they expanded first person to all modes as well. So now you can even squad up and play first person while you squad up um, with all of your squad mates. Um, in weird news, uh, Batman Telltale series received 20 gigabytes of patches in four days. Um, okay, and they won't tell us what they're about. Have they told us yet? <laughs> I don't. I haven't seen anything that says it. Um, but uh, apparently it's not performance because apparently no one knows what these patches are about. And clearly it didn't make the game better. So <laughs> no one understands <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> God forbid they do anything with that creaky old engine. God. I'm, have you been watching uh, There's no, another staffer, Matt Becker? Have you guys been watching him play uh, Game of Thrones, Telltale? 
I have the, not. I, I've been not. Yeah, I haven't gotten the jank, man. The jank is like I don't even remember it being that jankity when I was playing the game. Yeah, I said jankity, Daniel George. Um, I don't even remember it being that jankity, jankity when I was playing the game. Yeah, but he like I was watching a whole scene where he's got like this guy like clipping into a door and running around. <laughs> it was just really weird. I mean, and that's been a problem since like their first games. They they need to do something yeah. about. Like it was forgivable like, you know, back then because like, you know they were kind of new and it wasn't a big deal, but now it's just like get your shit right, together, these, Telltale. You know, they're making. The, the, I mean, I know they're not like a AAA studio, but they are making lots of money from just you know the licenses on these things, these licensed products alone, and they're churning them out so much. They've got resources. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they move to a new engine and it did like nothing for them? Yeah, when I haven't seen any evidence that they moved to a new. No, no, they had like a. When uh, the Batman game came out, they they basically said they they did some more stuff with the engine or something like that, but it's not a new engine. Gotcha. Okay, Uh, it's not actually a new engine. Oh well, you know, there's actually confusion (laughs) about that when 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 Batman came out with the first uh, season came out last year. I swear they talked about it being a new engine, but I I'm just bullshitting off the top of my head no, I, really I, I had to report extensively so on that and it was, <laughs> yeah you it was did not a new you? engine yeah. oh mm-hmm. man um so sonic mania um which as eric said he is playing but the pc release was pushed back two weeks so that will come <laughs> out um, a few weeks after the console release getting closer to um uh, september it's hard to believe it's already august of 2017 wow um wow but they also released the opening animation and if you haven't watched it yet it's pure throwback to it's uh, so cute i love it <laughs> to sonic cd you know uh did you watch the have you ever played sonic cd uh rebecca i don't think i played that one no yeah so the it, opening it's, it's animation. available on pc but but yeah the best way to experience that game was on the sega cd which not a lot of people owned so <laughs> uh but you can watch the opening animation to it um which features like the same art style online yeah. so it has like the same kind of music and everything too uh, and this is definitely a throwback to that so uh if you go to the sonic the hedgehog youtube page you can watch their opening animation for sonic mania and then I'm sure if you do a YouTube search, you can see the uh, original Sonic CD opening that uh, serves as inspiration. <clears throat> yep. I've, I've watched that video probably a dozen times. It's me right in the nostalgia feels. It's so cute. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Valve announced a new game. And uh, the reaction was essentially... Yeah, there, there's, there's recordings of, like, the audio, and it's... Yeah. <laughs> so they, it's like watching fans turn on a wrestler at an event. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. They, they even had Day 9 come out, which, by the way, I mean, they got to stop getting Day 9 to make these announcements, man. Like, <laughs> Day 9 does everything. <laughs> Day 9 is like, look, man, I just came here to get this check. Don't blame me. I told them this was a bad idea. <laughs> but in front of uh, a, a crowd of people, Valve unveiled their next game, and it had this 30-minute intro, which was nothing but a logo at the end of the day, and then finally it re- revealed what the name was, and it was called Artifact. 
the Dota card game. Yeah, <laughs> the Dota card game. Because uh, that's if, what the fans were after. If anyone wanted anything else from Dota, it was definitely another way to get, to pay them money to, to participate pay them money. In Dota. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I don't know. I don't know anything well, about I mean, Dota. You know, man, the, but... No, I me mean neither. I was hurting for money so bad right now that they need a car game to really shore up those revenues. Yeah, man. I mean, you got to definitely make sure that people give you all the money they can <laughs> around each title you release. Otherwise, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> all right. So I have a, a, a block of Nintendo news. Um, so Rebecca Valentine. I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> tell us about the Nintendo News Channel. And it's new usefulness. Oh, yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just a thing where now um, you can go into the Nintendo News Channel on certain like news updates they have. And I haven't actually tried it myself. I just kind of read up on it when it happened. Um, but you can basically open up Breath of the Wild through certain news updates in the Nintendo News Channel and receive in-game items. Oh. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. It sounds. It's sort of like silly and benign i guess um but it's kind of neat like the news channel is like this weird thing that every every single console feels in some way that they need to have some sort of news thing Mm -hmm. where they tell you hey look at these new games whether it's in their shop or just on their home screen and so i don't know i guess it's kind of cool that nintendo's just giving away free stuff in a video game for it hey not bad at all not bad at all um and they also announced the Samus themed Nintendo 3DS or 2 th- 3DS XL, 2DS XL, one of those devices. New Nintendo 3DS, 3DS XL. Yeah. I know. It also doesn't come with the game that it's sponsored. No, that's around. like the new thing. Nothing ever comes with the game that oh is on the cover. Yeah, it's awful. I feel two ways about it. So, on one hand, I'm like really, uh, I mean, there's that for one, but I'm also exasperated that. They just keep coming out with these, like, as if we didn't all buy these new Nintendo 3DS XLs when they first came out in basic black or basic red, mm-hmm. um, and are now looking at these new ones like, wow, I really wish I could have this nice one. I would, totally would have bought this one at launch, right. uh, even though they must be making money somehow from them. Yeah. It's On the other be- hand, that Samus one is really pretty. It is. Like, it, it does look pretty dope. really pretty. Ugh. And I and I do kind of want to play that Super Metroid. It is a Super Metroid remake, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, no, not not Super Metroid. Uh, Samus. What? Crap. Eric, you know about old games. <laughs> Metroid Two: Return of Samus, which I, yeah. I haven't played, but yeah. No, I haven't played any. I've never played a Metroid game, which I know you'll all just gasp in shock over, but. If I could recommend one, I would say that an easy access one that doesn't necessarily need you to know everything, Metroid Fusion. I think it's pretty good. Metroid Fusion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll probably, I don't know. I'll I'll play a Metroid game at some point, I'm sure. Uh, I, we'll, we'll, may, we'll put you on the list for four when that comes out, Prime 4. <laughs> no, I don't want to so join the bloodbath that's going to be everyone fighting to play that. <laughs> I mean, I will, I'll review it, but I'm not... I've always liked Metroid is one of those series. I've always, I like it, but it's not like one of my favorites. So it's, I mean, if I, if I, I like get to watching, play that great, if you know. 
I like watching Super Metroid at uh, AGDQ and SGDQ. Yeah, yeah, it's the Metroid games are are fun to me. Like I don't, in the complete opposite of all of the other games mentioned previously, when you go from one place to the next, it's specifically because your progress was impeded in one direction or another, and you need to do that to continue the story, <laughs> as opposed to just oh yeah, I need you to just go over there and swipe at this thing and. Then I'll give you some change. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we also have the Nintendo World Championships coming back this October. And by that, I mean the Nintendo Championships of America, because they'd never take place anywhere else. In eight best buys. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know, man. It was cool when it returned to E3 a couple of years ago, but this seems kind of weird now. I don't. It's it's cool. Like it's it is really fun to watch. Like because they, if you remember, like the last time they did it, they had like the customized Mario Maker levels, and they they do some cool stuff with it. It's fun to watch. They hype it really well. Reggie's there. He does a good job. But yeah, yeah eight Best Buys in <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> obligatory is canada not north america anymore (laughs) i don't know i don't know it seems like only the nba cares that canada and nhl cares that canada is also connected Mm -mm -mm. Uh, (laughs) all right so last bit of quick hit news is the elgato tools expand so now elgato is selling green screen hardware So if you are a streamer out there and you want to put some graphics behind you, you want to play a movie behind you, or basically do anything, you can just put the green screen up. Just don't make the mistake of leaving the green on there. Um, If somebody else will do something to it? Yes. If you put green on on your video in any way, any of the light greens, just... Make sure to put your own videos content over it. Otherwise, someone will come back and they will edit your video to do something likely inappropriate. Uh (laughs) Basically, never wear green ever. Exactly. I can't remember who it was, but somebody recently got caught streaming with like uh like a green shirt or something on, and then people. It was like a White House correspondent or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, wow, people are ridiculous. It's it's really funny. Um, but yeah, so green screens are on sale. Just don't leave the green screen in the background. Like, either move it or put something on it. All right. So there are two uh, major stories that came through uh, this week. Um, one is the Shadow of Mordor. Shadow, sorry. Shadow of War microtransactions. (laughs) And then there is the Hellblade permadeath news. Which one do you all have more interest in talking about? Uh, Shadow of Mordor. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know an awful lot about the Shadow of Mordor stuff or the Hellblade stuff, I guess. Though I think the Hellblade thing is kind of funny. To some extent, because I at least know what's going on with them. (laughs) <laughs> we can touch them both. We can touch them both. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Let's do let's do a quick of uh a quick look at so, Hellblade before we go into the uh Shadow of War stuff. Um so Hellblade has a permadeath system into it 
That's they not, might. <laughs> that's, that's the keyword. Permadeath. They might. <laughs> right. Um, no, but they don't. Like, didn't we figure out that they don't? It wasn't that. No, the... Well, then I saw some other thing of like, well, it depends. You can't just die a bunch of times and it happens. Like, like there's maybe a counter that resets. And like, this is the whole point. Like, nobody really knows the answer here. Is the game not like, out yet? Isn't the, isn't the game out? It is, but nobody's been able. The thing is, I don't think anybody's been able to definitively prove that, yes, it erases your save. Because apparently, like, it might reset at some points in the game or different parts of the game have different measurements of how close you can get to dying how many times. Like, nobody's been able okay, to really figure silly. it out. this is silly. This is silly. Has anyone and, had their save erased? And the developers have not given an answer. There's, there's, <laughs> there, this there's, is utterly like, silly. Oh, maybe it's all part, you know, since she suffers from mental illness, maybe it's all part of her delusion. It's... <laughs> you know, it's nobody's. There is no definitive answer on this story. Basically, <laughs> are you, you okay? You all right over there, Rebecca? It's so, yeah, yeah. I'm just confused. So it sounds like there's a really cool mechanic in this video game that no one really knows about, and makes for an interesting mystery and something to speculate for fun about. Yeah. And then a bunch of people started complaining about this mechanic without actually knowing how it worked, and made a big fuss in the news and. People were reporting things inaccurately, and it was it was just a case of bad reporting. I mean, still, basically, as far as I know, and I've only I've not played Hellblade. I've only heard this talked about. But there's like something on the main character's arm that's a curse of some sort, and as you die, it grows basically. And supposedly, if it grows enough, the game your game gets erased. But that's as far as we know, that hasn't happened yet to anybody. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, huh. it's very. But the developers are saying it can. No, they're not being clear on it. Is the thing? <laughs> no, it's it's a really weird story. Like even as I listen to people, like apparently I think it was IGN, one some group, like was putting together videos because you know everyone puts together videos about like how you how to do this, where to find this, yada yada. So they were trying to make a video about how to like engage the permadeath system so the guy literally would go into each area and he would purposefully die like at least three times in each area trying to trigger this permadeath system yeah. and it never happened and yeah. then others like die try to just die over and over and over again to see what happens um and in actuality what they found is that this rot that goes up your arm goes up your arm to a certain extent in the area as you die and then when you move to the next area it creeps up further each time you die so it has like a limit to where it stops in whatever section that you're in so there may be a way um but it doesn't currently look like there is an actual way and uh um what our own ian garland found at app trigger says that you know, players found the game's checkpoint system has a role to play in this. So as it turns out that how far the rot advances depends on how much of the story you've completed. Um, and so he was thinking that, you know, there may be more to this uh, permadeath system in the sense that, you know, um, they may be is there there may be something more to the mechanic or they're just trying to deceive people into thinking that this would happen. Um to get you so as you play through the game people start taunting you and and affecting you more with the different forms of psychosis that you experience 
as the person is like suffering through these things. So um, it's interesting. Uh, I was very interested in playing Hellblade. I haven't gotten it yet, but the good reviews um, and the half price version of it uh, or, or price on it is, uh, is definitely something that I'll uh, try to look into getting um, once I finish going through this slog that is on <laughs> the end of August, which is weird. Um, so next up we have shadow of war microtransactions. Um, do you want to take this one away for the explanation, Eric? Okay. Well, basically they have loot boxes, uh, where you can spend real money and get experience or orc followers. Uh, there's a couple other things that I'm blanking on at the moment, but, uh, but basically, you can, you know, uh, equipment. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of uproar about it because it's a fully priced game that, as far as I know, doesn't even have multiplayer. And people are seeing it, you know, as a way for people to get an advantage in the game. But uh, my reaction is kind of, eh. Because you got, I mean, if somebody, it's a, it's a single-player game. If somebody wants to spend money to get through it faster or get better at it, I'm... And as long as the balance is there, I'm pretty much okay with that. I don't have a huge issue with it. Yeah. I think the part that yeah. gets me is, you know, <clears throat> if it's not a game no. where you do a lot of, um, I don't know. There's something weird about it to me it's, where it's like, I mean, it's, you know, mm. it, mm-hmm. if it turns out that suddenly I have to play, you know, 40 hours to get the same orc follower that this other person paid five bucks to get. Yeah, that's a problem, but we won't know that till the game comes out and it might not be a problem. And you can use the in-game currency that you earn to get loot boxes as well. So it's not like you're completely locked out of loot boxes. But loot boxes, why is that the thing now? Loot yeah. boxes. God, <laughs> loot box. Ah, oh, I hate loot boxes. I mean, boxes. it's, I mean, whatever it's micro, it's another word for microtransactions and, Again, I you know people tend to treat microtransactions in general as a dirty word, even though it's more out of the game, and you're one you know, and you're one to spend the money. Then whatever, that's that's your call. That's I don't again, I don't have a I don't have a problem with the concept. It's it's usually the execution that's bad. It's and more that it's like just another way to get money from people after they've already paid a set amount for your game. Okay, but nobody has to spend that money if they don't want to. I think the only thing... So there is some kind of online to this. Um, the game will allow you... So this is from PC Games. It says, Shadow of War's online game model is called Social Conquest. The game will allow you to use your orc army to capture and then maintain an online fortress for other players to attempt to capture using their own armies. So essentially, if any of that stuff that you can buy in the loot boxes or any of the loot box stuff that you can get um, ends up being that somebody just spends a ton of money on it, you can create a fortress that nobody can essentially hack who's not also paying money Um, now or spending whatever the requisite amount of hours there are um, to get the same amount of stuff. Um, so I think in in the sense of the online capture thing, I think it's fine. I think the biggest thing for me is I just freaking hate loot boxes. Like, it's essentially it's gambling. 
that they're putting in yeah. games. And it was, I'm fine with it in like stuff where uh, where like literally the entire system is always loot boxes. Like in Overwatch, there's no store or any place that you can go to to just like you can't play the game and just pick up stuff that just gives you boxes at least. That is correct, right, Rebecca? I only played like a little bit of Overwatch, so something may have changed. But wait, wait, hold on. What? As far as I'm aware, like from my little brief time with Overwatch, like even after playing missions and stuff, they just gave you loot boxes, and then the loot boxes gave you the like result, like whatever you're going to win. Oh, they give you, you get experience, and you can, you get like a new loot box every like level or so, basically. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so there's, there's not like, so, like, in Shadow of War, you're going to run around, you're going to kill people, you're going to get experience, but also pick up weapons and stuff, um, as well as be able to open up chests and all the other things you do in single-player games. And the loot box mechanic is literally added on top of that as a thing that you can purchase to get more thing, more, like, orcs and stuff like that. Um, whereas, you know, Overwatch is literally, if you're going to get stuff for your play, you're going to get a loot box, which is going to give you something. Um, yes. And I think that that's kind of the differentiating factor for me, where it's like, if literally the only thing you got was loot boxes in the game, yeah, sure. But since it's a matter of, like, the people who are playing the game will have the ability to get loot boxes and also, you know, fight to get all their stuff. If like loot boxes feels like literally an addition that was made to specifically be able to have this in there to be specifically able to try to get more money for people, which again, like you said, it's perfectly fine. No one has to do it, but it's as people are always worried about, it's the ever engaging creep of people trying to make you pay even more for their game without like officially making you pay more for their game. Everyone's looking for whales, essentially. Um, but I guess we'll see what ends up happening when the final game is actually out. But I thought it was an uh, interesting <laughs> addition that they made uh, to everything on there. Um, so yeah, um, that is pretty much everything that i saw um that i missed that was you know uh, that i felt was kind of important i'm sure there's some other things that i'm missing in here um but the uh the hellblade story did make me want to sort of ask the question um have you all or do you all have any interest in ever playing a game with like or like a single player game, not like Fire Emblem where it's permadeath if like someone in your party dies, or I guess if everyone in your party dies, that happens too. But um, but like a single player game where like there's a serious mechanic where you could be 80% of the way through and if you just die one too many times, it just takes you all the way back to the beginning. Would I mean, you... isn't that the definition of a roguelike? Oh, yeah. Or, or part of it anyway? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the reason yeah. I don't really play roguelikes, so it's no. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I hate like, roguelike like, games. Like, like, literally the closest thing I play to a roguelike is Toe Jam and Earl. That's about it. it, it <laughs> in a sense, that's a roguelike, but not in the same way most modern ones are. No. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just depends on the execution, I think. I mean, it depends on how the game is designed. I mean, if I've if I've dumped like 40 hours into a game and it's just going to kick you back to the beginning, then I'm going to be like, well, you know, fuck that. But I don't know. It just depends on how it's handled. Yeah. I mean, if it's a game you can actually beat in like a sitting, you know, like a couple hours tops, then that's a little different, which as far as I know, most roguelikes aren't really like that. Like it takes hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm trying to think of a roguelike game I've ever like. I've played. Uh, what was that game I reviewed for us? Um, <laughs> man, I, I cannot remember the name of that game now. Um, it started with an S. I don't know. It was one. Uh, it was like Descent. Um, it was a game that was made like the old school '90s Descent games, and um, but it was made as a roguelike. So you'd fly around, you shoot these ships, you'd gather things, supplies, and then you'd get through the levels, and then it'd be over. Um, so I finally beat that game in the midst of like playing it for review. But then once I got to the end, it was like, oh, so that's it. There's nothing else to the game. Like it's just play through it as many times as you can, and it changes each time. But um, I don't know. I, I think roguelikes uh, are kind of a like they they are an example. But I was thinking more like a a more straightforward game where, like Rebecca said, like you're putting in like if Horizon Zero Dawn had a permadeath system in it, I would have just ne- I would have played on easy. I would have never played it on hard. <laughs> but that's like that's a game that was not designed for that kind of mechanic. Like I, pr- I would presume that if Hellblade did have some sort of mechanic like that for realsies, then it would be designed around that somehow to make it to give you incentive to keep playing anyway. Because if it's just going to wipe your save file at random, like if I put in eighty hours in Breath of the Wild and just decided to wipe my save file, that's a bug. That's not a feature. But <laughs> right. if there's some. I guess I'm thinking about like Nier, and I don't I don't know Nier very well. But mm-hmm. it, doesn't that game like don't you restart the game and play it through multiple times to get like different endings? Is that right? Yes, but it deletes your save once you finish the first like each time you finish one. Right. So kind of in a similar way, if if the game was going to be somehow different, or if there was going to be some sort of meaning behind me having died and have have had my save file wiped, then that might be an interesting thing to play with. Yeah, and I had forgotten that Nier does that until um, you just mentioned it. So I guess there is an occasion where I wouldn't be upset, and that would be Nier. But that's like, man, that that's part of what makes Nier great was that it was bold enough to just be like, look, well, you finished the first one. If you're going to play again, you're going to play as this character. And then if you finish that one, no, well, now you're going to play as this character. And you get to see it, everything in the game from multiple angles. Um, so that was kind of interesting at the same time. <laughs> I don't know like very many other games that I want to do that to me. Like if Uncharted was like, okay, now that you finished the playthrough with Nate, here's a playthrough with Elena. Here's what she was doing while Nate was doing this. I would be like, I don't know. I don't know if I really cared that much. <laughs> um, though now that I think about it, I kind of want that to happen. Um, <laughs> 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 not going to lie. <laughs> Like, I'm just like, you know, they did have a little bit of a second there where they could explain how Elena ended up in the same city as them. I I wonder how. Uh, <laughs> Elena's a badass. Don't even. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, you know, she's like a murderer, too. So, like, you know, she's got all the murdering <laughs> ways of her husband. So I'm, 
I'm just thinking about, <laughs> I'm thinking about the uh like I want uh the Elena version of John Wick of her just going through the city of like cities in Brazil to get to the right place. <laughs> or or in this case I guess it would be Atomic Blonde is what she would be going for. Um I would wow. <laughs> I would definitely go with that. Um anyway. Um that's all I have for today. So Rebecca Valentine, this is the shortest show we've ever had, but tell the people where they can find you. I'm writing at apptrigger.com and viridianforest.com. If you like Pokemon, the latter is a good place to go. And I'm also on Twitter at DuckValentine. All right. And Eric Crisman, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find my game writings, including my upcoming review of Sonic Mania at apptrigger.com. That'll be out on Tuesday, assuming I actually get it done, which I should get it done today. And uh, my <laughs> pop culture writings at fansided.com and on Twitter at realadc30. All right, and you can find me, Martin Ben, at GOTMAB21, but don't follow me. Um, you can find the show. <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> uh, you can find the show at Screen Looker Podcast <laughs> on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, and you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So if you have time, please give us a like give us a review subscribe and a comment and we would love to hear from you all uh so with all of that being said i hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day Bye-bye.